stop wasting time and stop compromising on their goals. We build and rebuild strong people through one-on-one custom fitness solutions. No filler, no nonsense, no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, pressing all the buttons to get me in your ears today. I wanted to talk about scarcity versus growth mindset. And some very well-known people have talked about this before, so I'm not going to go on and on about it. Uh, I suggest you you know, look into James Clear and people like that if you want to read more about this. They do a very good job. But there's been some scarcity versus growth problems, in my opinion, in the fitness space somewhat recently. And I'm not here to name names, but I am here to talk about why a growth mindset or an abundance mindset, if you prefer, is so much more beneficial and maybe some things you should watch out for if you are selecting people to work with if you are someone who is trying to cultivate a growth mindset and abundance mindset, if you are someone who is trying to cultivate success, whether you're an athlete or a coach or a business owner or whatever it is you do, the scarcity versus growth thing is a, is a real trap that you need to watch out for. What am I talking about? Scarcity mindset is the idea that there's simply not enough to go around, that there is a limited amount of everything to go around, And if someone else is doing well, that somehow means you are doing less well. That means they're winning and you're losing. And it's just not true. It is a weak mindset. It is a small mindset. And it's something you really have to watch out for. And we see this throughout the fitness and wellness space. It's a big problem. We see it with, we see it with gyms. We see it with gyms uh, competing over members. Someone joined this gym and not my gym, that means gym A is winning and that means I am losing. As opposed to maybe exploring why this person joined one gym instead of the others, I would think that would be of interest. And it may well be something you're not doing that could be optimized. That is something you could correct for. It may not be. It may be that they like the paint on the walls or their friend is over there or it's a little closer to work. There's a million reasons. And if you've talked to enough people, you know that there are lots and lots of reasons why people pick gyms and location and convenience is a lot higher on the list than most gym owners would want to admit. It just is. Location matters. Ask any real estate investor. Stu Brower, this one's for you. If a member joins one gym and not your gym, I strongly, I please, I beg of you, don't look at that as you losing a member. It may be an opportunity that was lost, but it's also an opportunity to learn something. And that's the growth mindset. That's the abundance mindset. Someone doesn't buy your thing and buys it from someone else, then it's an opportunity to figure out why. You could ask them. You could reach out and get in touch. As long as you're not too proud, as long as you're not all mad that they're doing this thing or that thing and or you gym owners that you don't talk to because you're too proud. As long as you're not, you haven't fallen into this sort of small-minded scarcity mindset. And if you have, recognize it. You can dig yourself out of this. You can undo what's been done, but it takes some humility and it takes a willingness to be challenged and a willingness to be educated. There are just about 7 billion people on the planet. Most of them could use the help of a health and wellness professional. One person joining another gym 
is not the end of the world. It literally doesn't matter. With any kind of mindset, any kind of outlook, more than the very, very short term, someone leaving your gym and joining another gym doesn't matter. Now, if they're doing it because your operations stink, if they're doing it because your community is toxic, if they're doing it because your programming has gone downhill, if they're doing it because you're not paying attention to details, if they're doing it because things aren't as clean as they used to be, if they're doing it because you tripled prices without actually adding any value, then these are things to look at. These are things to consider. These are things to learn. But the member leaving is not the big deal. People do this around modalities too. This certainly isn't just gyms and gym owners. People defending their particular way of exercising, especially people who exhort it as the only way forward. Well, we know this works. This is the ultimate good. Blah, blah, blah. God, they're so boring. It is a quick way to get unfollowed slash blocked slash muted. If you go on and on about how your way forward is the only way forward. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't say great things about the things you do. Of course you should. If the thing you do is great, you should want to tell people about it. But you should also recognize that there's lots of ways forward, right? If you are a yoga instructor, and you are a great yoga instructor, and I'm not even going to specify the kind of yoga right now, you just do your kind of yoga, whatever that is. You, of course, should tell people about the benefits of yoga. You shouldn't lie to them, but you should tell them about how great it is and how you can get more flexible and how you can potentially add some strength and what potential body composition and potential spiritual benefits and mental health benefits. And these are all things that are absolutely true. And yoga is actually a great example for this because I was going to lead into people sort of gatekeeping slash purity testing exercise modalities. And yoga is a place where this happens all the time where one kind of yoga will go on and on about how another kind of yoga is bad or not real yoga, or somehow it's this kind of yoga is very dangerous. But my kind of yoga is very safe. Now, I'm willing to listen to the argument. And there are certainly like some elements and some types of practices that seem to be less good or more good. There seem to be higher injuries in hot yoga. They're just do. People who are not great at controlling their bodies get a lot looser. Does it give you access to greater stretching? Yes, it does. Lots of people actually aren't ready and aren't prepared and aren't strong enough for those deeper stretches. So some kinds of hot yoga are more dangerous for some kinds of people. That seems to be the case. Does it mean that hot yoga is bad? No. No, it doesn't. It means that maybe there should be an assessment. Maybe there should be some kind of pass where people get into that level of hot yoga, or the instructor should be aware of the level of experience and the level of strength of who's in their class and adjust it for them. You're not going to have someone going to a super deep stretch if it's their third class ever. That would probably be inappropriate. But talented instructors can absolutely do this. It is not the hot yoga's fault. And if you are doing some other kind of yoga that is not hot yoga, and you spend all of your time talking about how bad hot yoga is, I really worry about you. Because you should spend more time talking about how good your thing is, and the general benefits, why yoga in itself is so good. You should be excited whenever anyone does any kind of yoga, because now they're in your ecosphere. Now they're closer to doing the thing that you think is the greatest way forward, is maybe the most upgraded version of yoga, 
but they're not there yet, but they're a lot closer. People doing anything. I genuinely, I promise, I genuinely get excited whenever I hear about anyone doing any kind of movement consistently. And I will have people apologize to me. I've had family members apologize to me for doing Orange Theory. I've had family members apologize to me for starting a walking routine where before work every day, they go for a 20-minute walk. And I, I will literally hop up and down and get all excited. Like, that's awesome. That's great. You're consistently moving. You found a thing you like and you're doing it. Wonderful. That's what we want. Ideally, most of the people who got into this, who are doing this kind of thing, are literally legitimately trying to help people. They've often seen it help themselves, and they're trying to spread some of this good word. More people moving consistently, more people finding the joy and the beauty and the utility of movement, that's really exciting. Will they eventually get to my very niche, very upgraded level of movement prescription? Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. There's 7 billion people in the world. I can't possibly service all of them. Get excited, see the growth, see the opportunity, see the challenges, stop gatekeeping and, and purity testing your modality. This purity testing, and certain, I didn't mean to pick on yoga. That's just a good example. Uh, this happens all the time with CrossFit, especially with sort of CrossFit influencers, and they will inevitably pick their kind of CrossFit. One of the, one of the great things about CrossFit, we really like CrossFit. One of the great things about CrossFit is that they have never hesitated to incorporate all different kinds of movement and all different kinds of work and all different kinds of education. And over the years, they've pulled in all kinds of sort of single subject experts to come in and spread the word to the CrossFit community about their thing. You know, they had Mark Ripito come in and basically explain starting strength to people who had never done strength training before. And hundreds of thousands of people figured out starting strength. They had strongmen come in and talk about training strongmen, like strongmen, the support strongmen with a capital S. And suddenly people were lifting stones and carrying yokes and moving axles and throwing sandbags and doing odd object work, which is really useful. If you're only lifting dumbbells and barbells, you are missing out. Rob Wolf came in and talked about paleo, paleo eating and all of these things get thrown in. That's the great thing about CrossFit. Maybe my favorite thing about CrossFit is how essentially anything can be CrossFit. If it's functional, if it helps you move through the world, then great. It's in the bag and lots and lots and lots of stuff is functional. I mean, the list is very long, but inevitably you will find people who are taking down some other form of thing, which is basically CrossFit. Like in 2008, CrossFit was pretty unique. In 2021, most group classes, most group classes that do things with any kind of intensity are doing CrossFit. They may not call it CrossFit, but they're doing CrossFit. They're doing high intensity functional movements across broad time and mobile domains. Orange Theory, it's CrossFit. F45, it's CrossFit. All the things, it's CrossFit. Now this isn't, I am not the CrossFit purity tester. I think it's great, good. They found ways to do this useful thing that can incorporate almost everything and be useful to so many people and spread it across the world. However, the CrossFit purity testers and the CrossFit gatekeepers will say that somehow Orange Theory isn't CrossFit. Now, Orange Theory will call themselves CrossFit, and I understand why, because it's a branding thing, but it is. But they would say, well, they're not doing this thing or that thing. They're not doing this foundational movement, which is very silly, or they don't subscribe to this particular thing. But if you go back in the day, you can find journal articles from 2007, 2008, 2009, 
describing exactly the kind of thing that Orange Theory is doing. Of course, it's CrossFit. These are always people, and you should look at their, their motives. You should look where they're coming from, right? They're always people who are selling a very particular thing. The person who is hopping up and down, talking about how this kind of CrossFit is dumb, and this kind of CrossFit is broken, and their kind of CrossFit is the only one that works, they are almost definitely going to try and sell you like group class programming or some kind of mentorship for your business or something like that which is fun. I have no hate to any of those people. Business mentors are important. I have business mentors. But if you spend any time at all talking about how the way someone else does something is bad, if you find people, and this is a great test for your social media following, because I silence these people. If they spend a bunch of time talking about how what someone else does is wrong, is bad, is stupid, is the wrong way forward. They spend a bunch of time taking them down. I would really consider walking away. It's toxic and it is a scarcity mindset. If they are someone you care about and someone you like, I would talk to them about it. Mention it. They may not know what they sound like. Sometimes people get all excited and hit the upload button before they really think it through. Not saying we've never done that before, but that scarcity mindset is poisonous and I think it doesn't belong in fitness and wellness. So, Growth mindset. What does it mean to have a growth mindset versus a scarcity mindset? You walk away from the idea that if someone else is doing well, that means it's somehow bad for you. If someone else is doing well, especially if it's generally within your ecosystem, that's good for you. Recognize that it's good for you. Get excited. Them doing well is only growing the influence of health and wellness and things like that. It is only making it better. More people are gonna get in. And when more people get in, that means more smart people get in. Some of those people are gonna change the way things are done. And that's what we want. Not because things are bad, but because we always want to be making things better. That's part of the growth mindset too. Every challenge is an opportunity. You should be seeking growth. You should be seeking education. You want to be different. You should want to be different. You do not want to be the athlete you are now five years from now. I don't care how pleased you are with your performance right now. I don't care how pleased you are with how your body composition right now. I don't care how pleased you are with your total athlete package. In five years, you should want to be a different athlete. You don't want to stay still. If you're a coach, you should definitely not be the same coach five years from now that you are now. You are messing up if you are the same coach you were five years ago. I mean it. I mean it. If you aren't growing, if you aren't getting educated, if you aren't undoing and letting go thoughts that used to hold so close to you, there are things that I used to treat like canon that I now no longer believe are true. I just let them go. And it wasn't an identity crisis for me. It wasn't a loss of my character because I'm not so tied to this one idea or this one modality or this one thing. This is the end all be all. This is the only way to do it. That is dangerous scarcity mindset stuff. You're going to get stuck in the weeds and you're going to find yourself trying to tear down other things around you, right? If you're a six-story building and you want to be the tallest building in town, you have a couple of options. You could prevent any other building from getting above six stories and just destroy anything that starts raising up. Or you could keep building. It's construction time. Build yourself up. Everyone should be building up. You want everything to be doing very well. You should get excited when other people have success. You shouldn't have rivals. You can have friendly competition with people. You can certainly like 
make, I absolutely have coaches who like, oh, you got so-and-so client. Oh yeah, I talked to them, X, Y, and Z. They probably went with you because X, Y, and Z. But there is zero grudge and zero bad feeling. And I mean that sincerely because I'm excited that people are finding coaches. I'm excited that people are seeking to better themselves. It's really, really important. This is not saying that things don't go badly for you. Things go badly. It hurts when members quit. It hurts when clients leave. It hurts when you get feedback that maybe something isn't working. It can hurt when you get feedback that something you thought was going to do this is doing this other thing. You were supposed to be getting someone out of pain. They're still in pain. It's not working. Now, you can either take this really personally and wrap yourself in a ball and talk about how you're no good and nothing works. Or the other side of that is how they're stupid and it's their fault and they're just not doing it right. Or avoid all of that and recognize this challenge as an opportunity. Either it's an opportunity to refine your skill and grow your skill and really solve this problem. It could be an opportunity to grow your network, to reach outside of your sphere and find someone else to work with who can also be of help in this. Maybe someone you're going to refer them to. Having the knowledge to refer someone out and having the ability to refer them to someone you trust is huge. It's a huge way to build credibility. Hand that person to someone who can do a better job or a more specific job or job outside of your scope, you will absolutely earn that person's trust. They will tell other people about it. Not just, oh, you should probably see someone about that. Hey, actually, that sounds like a pretty specific problem. I work with a pelvic floor PT who's great, who I trust. She shares my values and she loves getting referrals. Let me put you in touch with her. That's a sentence I said this week. And it's important. Build that network reach outside, see this, it's not a competition. It shouldn't be a competition. Whether you're an athlete or a coach, it is not about tearing others down. It is about building everyone up. This can be a win, win, win as you go forward. The hard times, the challenges, all of those are opportunities. I get excited when someone gives me feedback that something isn't working. I get excited when someone gives me feedback that they're annoyed or they want something different, because this is a huge problem to solve. If it was always easy, it would be harder to grow. These are opportunities where things are going to get better. I'm going to figure something out. Am I 100% going to solve the problem for this person all the time? No, but I'm going to try my damnedest to get there, to figure it out, to discover why it isn't working. And there may be many different reasons. Maybe they are being inconsistent. Maybe they are applying it incorrectly. Is that because of my communication? Is there something I could have done better to make that happen? Maybe if I can make that better now, then a year from now, I'm going to be so much better at communicating this, this tiny piece for fixing something. I'm going to be so much better at delivering that value. You can grow exponentially if you allow these challenges, if you allow these setbacks, if you allow these problems to be real opportunities for you. And I don't care if you're a gym owner or an athlete or a coach or some other small business owner, get out of your scarcity mindset. It is only harming you. It is harming others. I promise you that the bravado and the ranting, it's a bad look. The kind of people who you attract with that work are not really people you want around you. And if you are not sure, if you are someone who is actively trying to cultivate a growth mindset, if maybe just after this podcast, you're like, oh, yeah, actually, uh, I do want to cultivate a growth mindset. I think that's really important. Look around and make sure you are not surrounding yourself with people who are cultivating a scarcity mindset, who are carrying around a scarcity mindset. 
who are burdened with a scarcity mindset because that kind of stuff is poisonous. It does spread. You will act in the manner of the seven people you most interact with. It's just true. If these are scarcity mindset people, you've got to get away. Get them out, block them, mute them, unsubscribe to their podcast, whatever it is, but it's a problem and your potential for growth is enormous. Walk away from it. I think that's what I have to say about scarcity versus growth. I hope this made sense. If not, let me know. We really appreciate the feedback. We really appreciate your subscriptions. I appreciate when you share the show. That means the world to me. We love hearing from you. Remember, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. Your written reviews make a big difference. Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. Drop five stars while you're there. If you find these podcasts helpful, share them with friends. Send it on. We love it when this stuff gets shared outside of our bubble, outside of you folks. Any feedback, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit on Instagram. DMs are open there for all of your questions and feedback. More questions about the program or you're ready to get started, feelstrong.me is the website feelstrong.me. If you're ready to make a change, if you're ready to feel better than you have in a long time, get in touch. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Feel strong.